I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. Once again, my name is Ryan Crawford. Well, a bit of, a bit of different podcast this week. Um, obviously, Celtic fan and Jamie, who's a Man United fan, um, he's from the All United podcast. From down south, um, Officer Jamie, glad to have you on, mate. How's things? Yeah, I've been keeping all right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Obviously, your team's doing okay. My team's not done very well, so <laughs> our podcasting a bit different. But obviously, as I say, you're in the man you podcasting. How's how's it been down there recently? Yeah, it's all right, mate. Just keeping busy. I've, I've been in the process of moving house, so I haven't been too active on the old uh, football scene at the moment, but uh, got everything sorted in now and can obviously, uh, you've been very patient with me. I know we've been chatting for a few weeks to uh, to do this together, so thanks for waiting for me and uh, not moving on and leaving me in the cold. But uh, yeah, all good. We, um, I was actually, I got contacted earlier to, to say... Uh, there's a lot of jump on tonight on a United show, but I've prioritised the, the hoops tonight, so uh, you're, you're stuck with me, unfortunately. That's it, mate. It's, I'm just glad to have you on. It's about a different conversation. Um, obviously, as I say, you're a Man United fan, um, but how, obviously, if you're about a soft spot for Celtic, as we spoke before you came on, yeah. um, how's, how did your interest start, actually? Getting to Celtic, was it due to players, or was it due to family, was it just actually your friends? Obviously, I know you've got a friend who's a Celtic fan, Lee. Um, was it kind of yeah. through him and just getting old Celtic? Yeah, he didn't ever shut up about them in school, mate. So I kind of had to start listening to him. He's one of my good pals, Lee Gribben. So uh, yeah, he's um, always in my ear in science, giving it the chat about Celtic. And and um, I'm, I'm a Man United fan, so I, I didn't listen to him for a few years. But then I uh, thought I had no choice but to start listening to him because he'd never shut up. So um, yeah, just uh, obviously... Oh, seriousness. Obviously, like I, I liked um, individual players that Celtic have had down the years, particularly obviously Henrik Larsson being being the one. Um, but to be honest, it probably came from 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 my dad. Like my, my dad's a big Man United fan, um, but he's he's also a Celtic fan. So um, my family are originally from Scotland. So my dad my dad supports Scotland. I am an England fan, which he resents, but it is what it is. I was born here, so get over it, Dad. But <laughs> but um, he, he's he's big Celtic fan, and he always used to buy me the jerseys and that when I was younger, and always getting me out in the in the, in the new kits and stuff like that. So I've kind of always been brought up with them, but I've always been predominantly more Man United based. But um, obviously, from a little little town called Corby in uh, Northamptonshire. 
and it's a big big Scottish community down there there's a lot of uh, the majority of the the towns all, all Scottish coming down to work in the uh, steel works years ago including oh, my, right. my granny and granddad so my dad sort of inherited the uh, the, the football inside of, of Scotland from from uh, his father, you know, and it's kind of just not knocked on. So I haven't really known anything different bar Man United and Celtic. And once you're growing up in Corby, as I say, it's it's predominantly all, all Scots, 85%. So um, you're either a, a, a blue or you're a, you're a green. And um, as I said to you at the start of the show, I fell on the right side of the fence with the, with the hoops. So... Um, yeah, that, that, that was that was how it started, really. But I've always been predominantly sort of Man United. But I, I mean, I've got I've got children's pictures and that with with the hoop shirts on and stuff like that. I've got some in the wardrobe, and I, I was actually going to wear one, funnily enough, but in the wash. <laughs> so uh, dumb me and the missus didn't sort me out there, give me the uh, shirt for the show. But um, yeah, it's um, that's how it started, really. And then obviously it progressed with Lee. Like Lee's been sort of going up up the road every weekend mm-hmm. in school. I remember him actually like missing school to go to Milan away and stuff like that. Just crazy stories. But um, I hope he's listening because he's uh, been a big influence on me following Celtic, you know. And over the last few years, and obviously getting into this scene, I've kind of pro- progressed that. Um, but it's just funny thinking about like he, do, he just wouldn't turn up for school and and, and everyone's like Where, where's Lee like he, his mum don't ever let him have time off and he's like ah Barcelona away ah so he's in Spain at the moment so uh, it's all, all good all good cracking good memories but um, yeah I think it was probably from my dad and then it excelled with, with Lee really and he he obviously had the season ticket his brother and his, and his old man had the season ticket and once one of them didn't go I got the opportunity to go I think my first game was You'd have to quote me. I could be wrong here, Lee. If I am, I apologise, mate. I think it was Aberdeen, I think, the first game, or or uh, Dundee, one of the two. Mm-hmm. One of the games was a stinker, but one of them was a was a free-all draw or a 4-3 four, four, win. I think Hesselink got the winner. And that was the uh, that was the first time I, I was in the jungle, so to speak. So uh, it was just amazing. And ever since then, I've just had this... Aura on Celtic. I, I love the fans. I love the Green Brigade. All the singing, and um, it's just escalated from there. And I've kind of tried to take a more interested approach in the last, I don't know, four, four, five, six years on on Celtic, and um, watch what they're doing. And if they're ever on, they're, they're like the the British teams are usually predominantly on Sky, you know. But if Celtic are playing, I, I, I'm on the couch, you know. So um, I'm looking for I'm looking to try and get back up the road when everything opens up. But obviously, with what's going on in the world in the moment, I, I don't know when that is. But um, mm-hmm. just great to meet fans like yourself. I'm just as interested in your take on Celtic as you are with me. So it's uh, great to be given the opportunity. And uh, cheers for having me. No, as I say, mate, it's my pleasure. Um, obviously, big big Robert can't make tonight, but Robert was really, really looking forward to listening as well because he's intrigued, obviously, to find out. But yourself, how you into Celtic, obviously down south, what's happening down south, he's really interested in actually kind of what's been happening, kind of with the protest. But we'll speak about that later on the podcast. But Robert was really interested in that, so I think eventually we'll get you back on because I think Robert was really interested in getting yeah. to know about that. And obviously, down south, it's been happening. But, um, as she says, <laughs> most obviously in Glasgow, you're either green or blue. Um, mm. you might get odd party Thistle fan here and there, Queen's Park, but it's always predominantly. One of the either, um, and I think, yeah, as you says, Big Lee's got into the good side, um, the most successful side recently, mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, but 
it's kind of, as you say, it's... So basically, you were basically, basically told to support Celtic. There was no choice in the matter. With Billy in your, in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's... Um... I'm going to nag him to come on because I generally think he'd be good crack for you on the channel. But um, he's uh, he's a little bit shy sometimes, is Lee. So uh, until it comes to, to, to birds, he's not so shy when he's had a drink in him. But um, <laughs> he's yeah, he's uh, he, he just always talked about Celtic, and we, we've all uh, like I've always been a big passionate football fan, and and, and he he's the same as he's just as knowledgeable as me on football, and he loves football. He's like Celtic daft man, and. Um, he was just sort of like always letting me know what's going on, letting me know what players is coming in. We still have like voice notes every every second day and he gives me the updates on what he's heard and stuff like that. And I just try and keep in the loop through him really. But um, it was him that obviously set this up. But um, as I say, I'm, I'm going to have a word with him because I think you should have some really good chatter. Do you know what I mean? Between you talking about the old Celtic days, the, the run up um, to the nine titles that you have won recently and stuff and the, your current situation, I reckon he would be able to give you some good dialogue and especially being a like-minded fan you'd have a good good crack you know he's a he's a spot-on kid so um I'll definitely try and see if I can get him on here for you but um yeah just him and my dad I, I, I kind of didn't really know anything different I, I had a United top on when I was a, a a couple of days into my life I think my, my dad bought me a baby grill that was Man United and he's obviously installed the Celtic into me as well and um they're, they're, my, they're my teams you know uh I don't follow Celtic as closely as, as United, as I mentioned, but it's um, it's it's definitely in in there. Do you know what I mean? Like I've definitely got a little soft spot for them, and I, and and I've enjoyed the last nine years. I'll not lie. So, um, but it's uh, obviously a bit of a different scenario at the moment. But I'm sure we'll uh, touch on this. I've got I showed you this beforehand, didn't I? But I keep looking at this now, and it's uh, a bit depress bit depressing now. So. Uh, Lee gave me that as a gift, so I uh, thought I'd give that a little uh, little show on there. But I keep looking at it and thinking, oh, that should have been 10, but never mind. This is even, even with the wee stuck, the, the wee stuck you've got there in a row, it's people, mm. even, I don't know, but it's obviously, we'll touch on it again, but for me, Celtic up here, obviously I don't know if you read the press up here, uh, if, you, if you hear much about it up here, but I don't know if it's maybe because I'm biased, but I don't think Celtic have had the credit we deserve whatsoever up here um, for what we've done um, I know we've lost no, the 10 definitely not might have lost the 10 and whatever else I understand that but since I've been alive I'm, I'm nearly what I'm nearly 28 oh I've seen success I've had Derby I've had people mm. of bad times but as I've got older it's been I've had basically 20 years Celtic have basically been dom- domination I've had the odd league title mm. here and there Rangers the old cup but the last 20 years I think Celtic have won like 15 league titles or something so Mad. So I've seen a lot of success and as Rangers this season approved, yes, they've won the league, but they've been up the two cups when let's be honest, the two cups were basically they're no handed to them, but it was basically set in stone for them to get to the cup. If they could get through the lesser teams, because obviously Celtic's just not there. Um so it mm-hmm. just proves how much winning leagues and doubles and trebles and quadruple trebles it's so hard. It's it's very hard yeah. to even win a league title. Never mind four, uh, four trebles and twelve trophies mm-hmm. in a row. Um, we've obviously won nine in a row, and even I can remember. I don't know if you had about doing South, Jamie, but the season Celtic, Brendan Rodgers and Rangers trying to come up that season. Most of the pundits took Rangers to win the league that season, and I was like, "You must mm-hmm. be off your rocker." 
we signed Dembele, mm. St. Clair, Rogers came in and Rangers come up for the championship and they're thinking, oh, they're going, they're back and this and that, they're signed Barton, they're signed Sender or something. I, I did think, I did get a decent team here. But when you get a guy like Cabal, Brendan Rogers came in, it was never going to happen. Um, but I just think, me personally, the the credit we deserve, we've not had, we've had credit, but Rangers, Rangers have won one league title and now they're the best thing since, uh, uh, since sliced bread. And for me, mm. yes, they've been unbeaten so far. They've won, listen, I take my hat off Rangers. We have been terrible. The league table mm. doesn't lie. Well done, guys. Obviously, I'm not going to say well done. I'm not going to credit them, but I, you won the league fair and square. Like, they borrow, we've lost it, but mm. it's been Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. We won. <laughs> we, we, we went unbeaten. We done well in the Champions League. We got to the group stages, had a decent campaign, and we're going to qualify further. But it was our first kind of qualifying in a long time. And Rangers have won the league this year. I've had four players up for play of the year. Yeah, we, we had a we won the treble, got to the Champions League, and won an invincible season. And we didn't have we didn't have that as up here. So you're thinking, what what is going on? And obviously, you're saying we know the media can be a bit here and there hearsay but that's another day mm. um, but what's your take on obviously this season and do you believe obviously they should be given a lot more credit than they have been obviously we failed this season but for the last nine years there's been doesn't matter who's playing in the league if Rangers only playing in the league if Aberdeen have won you second to win a league title and win trophies nine years in a row it's some feat yeah it cracks me up um when when you hear uh, like the Rangers fans say, um, "Oh, yes, yes, might have got to nine, but for I don't know, keepers right here, maybe three, uh, three or four of them seasons, we wasn't in the league." That's not Celtic's problem. Like, do you know what I mean? From my point of view, as a as a, I wouldn't say I was quite a neutral, but um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not that. That's nothing to do with Celtic. That you just went in the league. You just went in the league because of financial troubles and. I'll not touch on that too much because I don't really know the ins yeah. and outs of it to go into it. But obviously your viewers and yourself will know the crack being from, from up, up there and following the situation and that. I know they didn't manage their money very well and it got them into a little bit of trouble and eventually killed them. But um, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll forget about that because they'll, they'll just tell us otherwise anyway. So, um, but anyway, with regards to... The, the views on, on, on the credit with regards to, to what they've done, like, it's, it's amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. Like, how can you not give credit? Like, what, what that, that team under Brendan Rodgers, and to a certain extent, Neil Lennon, when he w- was there, his first period, and obviously last season, he, he won the title as well, but it, well, obviously, Ronnie Dylo was, was there as well. Like, they've all played their part, but like the Rogers, the Rogers time was years were unplayable at times. Like I, I went to games with Lee under Rogers, and the, some of the football was fantastic. And his 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 recruitment was really good. He, he had all the right people in all the right places, which allowed him to take care of the on pitch. And the, he's he's probably one of the best managers in England, let alone Scotland. Do you know what I mean? So it's he was always going to be a great fit up there, and. The way that it ended with Rogers is 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 not. It's a bit sad, really, because what he did do, I know he kind of hung his out to dry at the end, but it, he got offered that big job, and I, I think he just couldn't turn it down. But I'll not get into that because it's a bit of a spiky one with you, as I do get that. But um, 
what he'd done was absolutely fantastic. The football, the style of play, the, the recruitment, everything was just going in the right direction. And he was bringing players to the club that realistically shouldn't have been coming to the club. Like Scott Sinclair, for example, he talked him to coming up the road and ballet for 500 grand. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just stupid, like, deals like that. And it just took you to, a, to another level. And then, obviously, Edward come in. Nobody knew what he was going to be like. And then he just hit the ground running after a couple of months of settling in. And everything under Rogers is, it was absolutely, like, just... It, it just all went to plan. His, his plan for what he's seen, a Celtic team on that pitch, and all the all the implements he needed to do on the back of that with his staff and with his recruitment team with his his, his scouting department and everything it it, all, it just clicked and then it all resonated to on the pitch and then you were just unplayable I remember watching you sometimes and you think goodness if Celtic don't score six here I don't I, I don't know how they're not going to score six and the thing is they warranted like winning six and seven nils and that like do you know what I mean their football was fantastic they the teams in the SPL just couldn't live with them. And that comes down to, um, in my opinion, and people might disagree with me, but um, it comes down to one planning, um, preparation for the next season, whereas I feel like, and I'm, I'm not going to give him too much credit, but I feel like that's kind of what Gerard's done with then. Yeah. And I feel like, I'll obviously touch on Celtic in, um, as in now in a minute, but... I feel like with Rogers, he just had everything in his head and it was just like implementing it and putting the right pieces in the right piece of the jigsaw, you know, and and then it all comes down to the performances and the the the, the football, the 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 aura around the club at the time, like everyone was buzzing to watch Celtic because they I mean it must have been a privilege in, in that ground being a season ticket holder watching that team play because they were fantastic. Um and it's, it's a shame now because I feel like all that them foundations and that groundwork has just been forgotten about and neglected. It's like the only way I can put it, and it might be a bit stupid, is like someone um, going out and cutting his grass every week and it looks great and then the next door neighbours move in to the house and they just let it grow and keep growing and growing and growing until it's... And it, 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 must, it must be a bit of a sort of lump in the throat that way for, for Celtic fans. Well, I mean, what, what's, your, what's your take on... Forget me for a minute. What 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 what's your view on um sort of the, how how the demise has sort of been so noticeable, really? Um, I think you've touched on. I totally agree with you. Um, for me, obviously, when it happened, we were all a bit like we kind of had a there was whispers about going to Leicester for a, for a mm. few weeks, but we were like truly no. I think it was January. I think it was February time we went roughly. Um, surely no you're just about nearly the end of the season surely not but again it happened and it's done but obviously you're, you're a bit raging why would you leave your so-called Celtic fan this and that you've, yeah. you've signed a four I think it was a four-year daily signed um, I, I, I'm sure he was the first manager to do that in a long time at Celtic because Celtic would always roll on contracts I'm sure um, mm. and I think they broke that and gave him a four-year deal and obviously he was, was paid I think he was paid him 40 grand a week at Celtic so he was paid handsomely for a Celtic manager um, yeah, but now I've had a obviously now I've had time to kind of step back and obviously I've actually stopped playing football myself due to injury, so I'm watching football for a different aspect now. I'm looking at it from a coaching perspective, not just a fan, and I'm looking at the games mm-hmm. mayor and managers and 
as he says, listen, he's one of the best managers in, in Europe, in my opinion, not just Scotland, England, in Europe. I think he's... Mm. He's, he's brilliant, yeah. He's, he, I think it's Celtic. He was a bit ahead of his time when it comes to Scottish football. Um, you take a step back. Obviously, we were all aging. Some fans will probably never, never forgive him. Um, but I've... <laughs> don't want to say I forgave him, but I can understand why he went. Because um, obviously... Unless they have a big, big bottle job, they might qualify for top four. They might get in Europe again, uh, the, the group, uh, group stages. So he's done a decent job at Leicester because suddenly he's only, I, I, he's maybe spent a bit of money, but he's maybe only brought in four or five players. I don't think he's brought in a lot of players because um, there was two guys that he scouted for Celtic, but we couldn't afford and Leicester signed them. The right back in Castania for Atlanta. I think we get a 10 million, 11 million pound bid Reject oh, that's what they wanted, then Leicester going for twenty million pounds. So realistically, could we have picked, probably couldn't have? Um, and the guy Justin, I think for Luton. Um, yeah, good so, players. So it shows you that maybe financially he was thinking right. Maybe I've took us as far as we can. Obviously, a lot of fans are going to think no, I should have just stayed. Blah blah. But when I think back now and I look in hindsight and I look at what he's doing, I totally understand why he's went. Because um, he's, mm. let's be honest, as much as Celtic a massive club, it's it's a Premier League, and it's very hard for some managers not to go there. Because yeah, he's he's one he's one the like Celtic. He done okay in Europe, could have done a bit better, but it's done now. But my opinion is, I can understand why he left. Um, and for me now, it's it's done. Um, I'm just. I've said on Twitter, I hope he does do well. People say, why? I'm like, because he's a good manager. He's a top-door manager, and I want yeah. to see guys doing well in the day. He was, he'll always have a vicinity Celtic, no matter what people think him. Um, and as mm. he says, oh, yeah. he built the foundations for the latter stages of going for 10 in a row. Um, mm. I, was yeah, at, he did. I was at a speaker's night. I think it was when Chris Commons, it was a season Chris Commons was there, and then he left. It was him and Alan Thomason, and Chris Commons was like, I was surprised if he's here for 10. And we were all like, what are you talking about? He went, he's just too good. He went, he's detailed. He says he's in there at 7, 6 in the morning. Doesn't leave to 6, 7 at night. He's turning sessions are all planned out. And he says, I'm thinking that I could come in and manage Celtic, right, Commons? He says, and I see that guy. He says, I can't manage. He says, what that guy does in a training park and what he does after the park, he says it's what a top manager is. So it just shows you yeah. what it takes to get to that level. Um, mm. But he left in a wee eye. He was thinking about eight points ahead. Neil Lennon came in and you're thinking, right, we've done the travel, we've done well. But a lot of Celtic fans were thinking, right, you've done your job, Neil, thanks. It's time to get a better manager in and move on. Yeah. And a lot of us were kind of, mm. we won the, the treble, we're thinking, right, brilliant. And then Neil was announced, we're thinking, oh, right. It did take a bit of shine off it. Mm. Some fans are like, maybe like we have said, are pro-Ollie and they're not Ollie. Some like up yeah. here, some are pro-Lennon, some are like, no, 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 he's manager of Hibs. He did do too well near the end of his stint. No, so, but only this season, I agree with you. I don't think we planned for this season properly. Um, no, no. Hindsight, I was a big, big believer. We won, uh, won the league. I'm a big believer if what's happening in the world didn't happen, Jedi would get sacked. That's my personal opinion. 
I think the fans. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Fans were calling for Tavernier's head. We're calling for Morelos to be sold. We're no good enough for this and that. I think we were maybe. I think was it 13 points roughly. Don't quote me on it. Some fans might quote me in the, the live stream, but we were roughly at least double figures ahead, and it could have went to 15, 18, 20 because we were playing really, really good football. And then obviously yeah. COVID stuck, and then Scott Brown again. People, are, I've given a bit of drip to Scott Brown, but I've kind of looked back now. And the guy had three or four months off, and at 35 year, 34 year old, it's very hard to get back into next season and play your strongest by having that layoff at that age. People will say, I mean, it's good, yeah. but no, that's that is just football these days. These players need to be always on the move. Um, mm. We signed 15 million pounds worth of players, we kept our key players like Nancham, Ayer, Edward. You're thinking, right. All, all systems go, but for me, when it went out to October time, I'm thinking something's not right here. Something's Neil Lennon's committed saying the players don't know what to be here, and I'm thinking what is happening. And obviously, we missed out some transfer targets this summer, so it was. But I don't, as you say, we don't want to touch about too much about it. But what's your opinions on obviously your personal opinion about this season, and obviously what's the mumbers down south? What's been happening down south? Are they, are they thinking they can't believe it's happened, or are they thinking it was maybe it was maybe due to happen? Yeah, um, it's a bit, it, it's a bit um, of a different viewpoint for it because I actually, um, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm originally from down south, but I, I live in Newcastle, so I ain't too far away from from Scotland. So we kind of get quite a lot of the the media uh, chatter from from up the road, sort of down down this way, um, and. Uh, with regards to this season, I just think, as a fan base, you've just been shafted. Like, absolutely. That's the only word I can describe it. Like, the preparation, the planning, everything you need to be a successful team on the green pitch is it, just falling apart. Like, the, the, the recruitment's been absolutely abysmal in the past couple of years. They've got far too many transfers wrong. They've been spending big money on, I mean, I'll touch on individual players in a minute and let you know what I think. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a Celtic fan, so people might disagree with me. I'm just saying it as I see it really from yeah. watching Celtic play. But um, I don't think I'll be too far off because, I mean, they haven't been great this year. But I just think from from the top, right from the top, um, Desmond, uh, Peter Lowell, they've, they've just shafted the fans. Like It's just like... The biggest season, I don't know if it's bigger than when you just won the European Cup, don't get me wrong, but there's 10 in a row. I used to have been singing this for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've sang it at grounds. I was at Sunderland <laughs> with Lee and I was singing 10 in a row. You know what I mean? So um, we were standing on the chairs in Sunderland, giving it the big licks, singing 10 in a row to the players when they just won about 6-1 six, six or something like that. But um, So I've, I, I've, I've done it. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's it was all geared up to this season. And as soon as I heard, um, and Lee, you'll have to ask Lee if he comes on here because he'll quote me. I said to him, you have made a massive mistake giving Lennon that job. And he was like, nah, the like Rangers are Rangers are, are, are behind us. And I was like, nah, they're not they're not that far behind me. Like if, if they haven't buck your ideas up and get working in this market. And then there was no transfers, and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then you see El Yanusi come back, who I actually think is a decent player. I think he's been a pretty decent player for Celtic. 
he's been a bit hit and miss this year, but so is the whole the whole team. Do you know what I mean? So maybe he's a bit hard done by, but I, I, there is a player there. You don't you don't sign for Southampton for the money they paid for him if you cannot play football. So um, I was I was quite surprised that they got him back on loan because I thought he was going to be a one a one season wonder. He come to Celtic, just won the league. I thought he'd go back to Southampton and be given another go, you know. But he ended up back up, and I thought that's a good signing. And then they they obviously they they put all their eggs in the Foster basket. It didn't come off. And then Craig Gordon walked out on a free, going back to back to Hearts. And I'm I'm sitting here, and as I say that. I ain't even as passionate towards the team as yours and sort of in the know as all yours. And I'm like, wait a minute. So they're not getting Foster, who's had the absolute blinder of a season, completely out of out of uh, the loop at Southampton, not not involved at all. Um, McCarthy and, and Gunn at the time were, were playing ahead of him. Um, and I thought, well, so that's an easy transfer to do. Surely, he's, he's, the, the the fans up there love him. He's had a cracking season, the the, the big one, ten in a row. He'll, he'll fancy it. And then that didn't come off, and Gordon left. And then I was like, right, so they need a goalkeeper because Scott Bain's a decent goalkeeper, but he's he's not a number one. Like not not for Celtic, he's not. He's a number one for Aberdeen or something, but not Celtic. And then um, that doesn't come off. The, the goalkeeper situation's a mess and then they go and pay £5 million for Barkas, who, to be honest with you, I'd never heard of him. Um, and £5 million quid for Celtic, you're like, ah, they wouldn't have paid that for him if he's not a decent keeper. And mind my language, but he's shite. Do you know what I mean? He's absolutely shite. I do think there's a goalkeeper there, but he just can't deal with the pressure, particularly of, of 10 in a row. And to be honest with you, I don't know what your take's on it, so come back at me with it, but... Um, I feel like some of them players have just crumbled under the pressure of 10 in a row. Like they've, they've just not been it. Like forget what Rangers have done. Like you mm-hmm. can only concentrate on your own game. Yeah. And I, I've, I've played football at a decent level, mate. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm an assistant manager now for an under 11s team. I, I like to think I know a bit about football. Do you know what I mean? And um, I just, the, the, the whole planning and preparation. But the thing is, it's, it's not just from this summer. It's it's been like three summers in a row. Yeah, I mean, you look at the strikers that they've brought in. A jetty, in my opinion, he's not good enough. He, he looked like a half decent player at West Ham, but he's got time at Celtic. I think he could potentially become a good player without the pressure on him. Paddy um, Klamala, like they they went they went to Poland and thought they were getting another Zorowski. Like he's just not, is he? Like so. Um, he he. But the thing is, he he's not been given the games either. Like he scored loads of goals in Poland, but all of a sudden he's not good enough to play in Scotland. And I'm like, how are you going to find out if this boy's good enough and that goal record does stand up if you're not playing him? But the, the whole um, dimensions of the team is based around winning 10 with keeping mm-hmm. Odson. He didn't want to be there this season. You can tell by his body language. I mean, his goal return isn't bad, but he should score goals in that team. Like, do you know what I mean? He's got creative players all around him. Even if they haven't played well, you've still got Christie, who's been way off this season. You've got McGregor. You've got people like um, the boy Turnbull, who's been a breath of fresh air since he's came in. You've got Mikey Johnson. I know he's been injured in Forrest. Rogic, to a certain extent. You've got creative players in there. So he should be scoring goals in that team anyway. Yeah. So um, his goal record for me 
it, it doesn't necessarily tell the bigger picture because he doesn't. He looks like a player that's he's already moved. Um, and and I, and I do think he'll he'll go, and I'm, I'm sure you do. Um, but if you had cashed in on him last season when he made it clear that he didn't want to stay, and got bigger money for him instead of dragging his contract out, and now he's worth a third of the price that you could have got for him last season, invested it in a player that probably wasn't the same standard as, standard as Edward, but was hungry. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to Celtic, man. Celtic have come in for me and it's what, 10 in a row? Two, right? I want to be their number nine next year. Let's get, get stuck into Rangers and get this 10 in a row. I'll go down as a as a hero for, for life. You know what I mean? And I just feel like the foundations, and, and I, I listen to a lot of Celtic podcasts. Um, I actually listen to more Celtic podcasts than I do Man United, funnily enough, but it's because I'm involved with the United mm-hmm. ones that I'm usually on them. Yeah. So it's a case of um, it's it's a funny one because everyone always talks about this season. Oh, the recruitment's not being bad. Hammond's got it wrong, and I'm like, yeah, but the recruitment hasn't been good for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, and 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 bad recruitment window after window after window leads up to a team like this. Mm-hmm. And whether you like it or or not, uh, people probably won't like me saying this, but Rangers have brought in very good players for the level of the league, like Celtic done on the Rogers with um, like like go for it. I was just touching on the obviously the recruitment side of this season for Celtic. They've, they've just they've just got it wrong, you know. Um, bad recruitment makes bad teams, but it's it's all well and good looking at the recruitment for this season. That's not been right, but it hasn't been right for three years now. So um, I think it's an accumulation of bad signings that's put a bad team on the pitch. And I don't particularly think it's a bad team. They've just maybe not coped with the pressure of the ten. But um, once you get once you start signing bad players consistently, at, you you get a bad team. And when you're in a financial position like Celtic, when a buyer Leverkusen comes in for your young Dutch superstar, do you know what I mean? And he goes for 13 million, which is pennies in comparison to the Premier League. But in Scotland, I I appreciate it. it's um it's big money. Do you know what I mean? And he and he brings in. Don Joe Kenny, who I actually thought would do quite well, played a lot of games in the Bundesliga. And I, I don't know what your take on him is, but he, he just looks awful. He, he doesn't know how to pass forward, you know? So On on the recruitment side, um, I would say Ajeti. Um, I like him. I think he's, I've said before, just I'm not saying he's, he's, I'm not saying he's as good as Hooper. But he, he reminds me of Hooper, he starts on, he's, for me, I think, if you get two flying wingers and you get balls into the box, I think you score your goals. Um, as you mentioned, he scored goals for Basel in the Champions League. The 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 league in Basel's it's okay, it's, the standard's not the best, but as you say, well, you don't get a move to West Ham in the Premier League and they don't pay £10 million, whatever it is for you, if you're not too good. You must, be, you must have something about you. Um, mm. So, uh, for me, I would give you another season under a better manager, maybe. Kamara, obviously, mm. again, game time. I, I, I'm a you, I play football at a decent level myself. Um, if you're not playing football, 
it's all right keeping fit, but if you're no match fit and you're no match sharp scoring goals, it's very hard to show yourself and express yourself. If you're only getting yeah. half an hour here and there or one start here and there, it's very hard to get a run of games. Um, and I played mm-hmm. up front myself, so you need, you need when I played up front, if I was playing and then I was playing, of course you're going to be rusty and no fully fit, and you're yeah. going to be. You're, 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 because you're no playing every week, you're not going to be in sync with the rest of the team. It takes games. Um, mm-hmm. Barcast and me, I'm willing to give on our season as well. Um, but again, see the people, fans might not agree with me, like you say, but the pressure I attend was massive, but the pressure next season for me is even bigger because we need to win the league next season to get in the group stages for the Champions League. They're guaranteed 25-30 million pounds, whatever it is. It's a massive season. Um, if we don't win the league mm-hmm. next season, it's going to put us two years back behind because Rangers will have the financial gain. Obviously, we'll still have financial gain money-wise, but they're going to have £30 million guaranteed. Plus, if they mm-hmm. sell two or three big players again. So, um, the, the, the recruitment's been, like you say, Rogers get some of his recruitment was very, very good and the players he signed the main players had an impact, like you're saying, uh, Sinclair, mm-hmm. as they came in and guys like that. And Kogo Touri was a bit of experience to start off with, obviously, Fady, but yeah. he started off really well. And they got the best out of, I want to say, average players, but players who weren't playing very well. And he came in mm-hmm. and he got them for, they just took to a different level. Um, and I think we're a better manager. I think it'll be the same with the players we've got here. Because as you said, I don't think we've got bad players. I just think we've no. bad. I think we've got players that have been coached wrong, and they've not been managed properly. Um, and I, yeah. I think we've seen that from the get go. Um, mm. Like he says, Edward, it was always rumoured he was going to leave in the summer. He didn't go. We kept him, um, and obviously his his body language, as he says. But I'm a big believer. He's still the best player in Scotland. Rangers fans will say Ryan Kent. For me, Ryan Kent's no nowhere near consistent enough for me when it comes to. The, the price tag they pay for him. Um, for me, £9 million for Edward was an absolute bargain. Absolute bargain at the time of thinking £9 million. Well, that is a bit steep for a, a young a young striker, but mm. the guy for me is just going to move on to bigger and better things. I'm not saying Celtic are no a big club because they're an absolute massive, massive club at every every level. Yeah. But if you go to Man United or your Arsenal's or your Leon's, they are in European terms are bigger because they can qualify for these big tournaments and he can get noticed better and he might he might enhance his level because he's maybe getting coached better. Um but listen if it is Eddie Howe, we'll touch Eddie Howe if he comes in, this guy might stay because he might go this guy might take me to a better level. Um but it's been very frustrating for us as fans and me personally because I was getting it tens of certainty to my pals, user shite, user this, user that, Gerard should be consacked <laughs> and I do agree with you in a sense where Rangers, I want to say, obviously you're looking for an outset, you've obviously seen bits and bobs, but I don't. I think they've signed players that suit their system, and their system yeah. suits the players, and they've just came together and it's knitted to them, and listen, fair play to them, they've won the league, and we, we've signed players that don't suit the system, they might be good players, but I think they've just went, right, they're good players, we'll throw them in. Um, because Ellen Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Ah, right, Ellen Um, but yeah. for a few months I was giving him jumping Twitter. Ellen fuck off, not that right. But see the men I look at stuff, and I, I don't be in the moment, and I don't tweet stuff stupidly. When I look at mm-hmm. 
he's been a bit of a scapegoat in a way. Um, I'm being honest, I don't really know what he is. Is he a number 10? Is he a winger? But that's to the manager to figure that out. And in the day, that's why you sign players, because you should know where they play. <laughs> um, yeah. And I do agree with I you. I think he's... I do agree with you. That he's, him live, like... he's a player. There's a player in there, and as yeah. he says, when he played against us from Mulder, he ripped us apart. And Europe ripped us apart. And we were all saying, mm. we should get that boy. And then now he's signed on loan for two years. Nah, don't bring him back. No, wait a minute. He's got something. You don't, as you say, you don't sign for Southampton in, in the in the big league if you're not get something mm-hmm. about you. So for me, I think they pay like seventeen million for him. A lot him, of money. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot I of think money. it was around around that. It's probably don't, don't quote me on that figure, but it was around that sort of. Um, I, I think um, from I mean you've you've seen the boy live, obviously not not this season, but um, I haven't seen him play live. I haven't I haven't been up the road. Uh, for a few seasons now, but um, I think he's an inside forward. I think um, he, he comes in from that left wing and he, he kind of plays as a second striker, but from a wide position. But it, the, the problem is he didn't have, he doesn't have any competition, you know, like, and I think Celtic have always had that in their squads. You, you look at like when Petrov and Lennon and players like that, they all have, they always had them other players coming through that could come in, for a smaller game at Ross County or a Dundee United or something, and they they could rotate that team. That whereas I don't really see that with Celtic at the moment. That they've got a big squad, but a bit of lack of quality or play, players that have ran their race. And I, and I always feel like it's it's a dangerous game to keep a squad together for too long because it gets stale, you know. And the problem is Celtic have been going out in the market and buying particularly the centre-forward roles, uh, for me, and, and and as I say, people might disagree with me. And to, to, be, to be honest, I kind of hope they do because I, I like the back and forth, like that people don't have the same opinion as me. That's why I come on these things. Mm-hmm. But um, I think uh, I think Griffiths should have been gone a few seasons ago. Like, he, he doesn't look fit. He doesn't look motivated. I get there's a player there, but his, head, his head's in, in, in the capital, like not in, not in Glasgow. You know, he's, he wants to go back to Hibs, so I'm hearing. But if that's the case, like, let him go. Like, Celtic are bigger than a player. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you said, Celtic are a massive club. Particularly in Scotland, they're a huge, ginormous club. But in Europe, they're a huge club as well. And you can't have passengers if you yeah. try to win titles and that. You've got to have players that are on board. And they're going into the market and signing Klamala. And I get they had success with uh, Zorowski from Poland and they bought Boric as well. So that is a market they are quite fond of, the Polish market, if they can bring a player in from there. But if you're not giving the boy game time, he can't score goals. It doesn't matter how good his goal-scoring record was in Poland. It doesn't mean nothing in Glasgow if you're not playing him. I don't personally think he's good enough. From what I've seen of him, I, I don't think he's at that level. But you don't... It ain't about having players that are all starters. You need like squad players as well, and th- and that's the naive side of fans that they think everybody needs to be a starting eleven player. It's yep. it's not the not the way football works no more. Um, you have to be in the market for good squad players sometimes as well. And you look at Bio; he was brought in with a massive goal scoring record out on loan at Toulouse in Liga Two in France. He's another one, but Celtic are like paying money for these players 
and they're like coming in for a season. They're being judged in six months. They're going out on loan and they're leaving. Like like Clamalo, he's on his way to, to New York in the MLS. So it, it's all it's all it's all a mess with the recruitment, and I, that does need looked at. And I feel like touched on Eddie, Eddie Howe earlier. I think personally, in my opinion, and, and and I could be wrong here, but I'll put my head above the parapet with this one and say I do think he's going to be the manager because of all the shows that I do listen to that are Scotland, uh, Scottish football-based or Celtic-based in particular, they, they don't seem to be getting linked with anybody else. I know you said at the start of the show they were linked with um, the boy from Man City, the, the, the reserve manager that works under Pep. He was sort of had a bit of noise around him. And then you got the silly ones like Jose and Rafa Benitez. They're, they're, they're never going to happen for the wages that Celtic can offer. I wouldn't say the club isn't big enough to attract a manager like a Rafa Benitez, but they don't have the funds to pay for his wages. That's the biggest issue. Um, and Mourinho's Mourinho's Mourinho. He ain't going to work without a checkbook. And Celtic are in a different uh, different planet of where Mourinho's been before with regards to finances, availability of finances. And um, I think that was half of his problem at Man U and at Tottenham recently that he didn't get backed and didn't get the players that he wanted. But that's a whole other story for another podcast, Jose. But it's just bad recruitment, bad planning. I just, I just think they they massively took their eye off of Rangers about three seasons ago, and because they were still winning titles, they thought we can. Um, I think they've sat in the boardroom and thought, you know what, we'll, we'll give as many as much funds as we can afford without sort of putting ourselves uh, out of pocket. And and the thing is, this should have been the season where they went and give the manager 25, 30 million to say, go and get that 10th title. Finish them, finish them off in the history books because th- this will never happen again. Like it ain't happening again, nine titles in a row. It just isn't. I, well, I don't think it is. Maybe I'll be wrong. But I think now you and Rangers are going to fight for the title and it might be you just win one year or they they win the next. Who knows? Hopefully they don't win any after this one because they don't shut up about this one and they ain't even got the title in their hands yet. Mm. So, um, but it's just a categoric failure by the board for the fan base. And I, I, I can imagine you are infuriated because the biggest season arguably in the club's history... Um, would go as they'd all be immortal the squad they've all been getting statues outside of Parkhead for getting this 10th title and now it's just fallen flat on its face and it's not it's not fallen on its face by four or five points I mean there's like 20 odd points behind I mean what the what's going on like do you know what I mean and and then they're on about I mean the recruitment side of things we've touched on already but like the players like lax out Players like John Joe Kenny on, that are on loan and that, they're all going. So there's, there's four players there already. Mm-hmm. Bruni's obviously away to Aberdeen, um, which I think is a good move for him because I feel like he probably should have went to Australia and got a big payday last summer and he mm-hmm. stayed for one more season. I think it was one season too many, to be honest, but you've got to respect him for what he's done. He's been absolutely phenomenal and he's been a joy to watch as a, as a neutral. So I can imagine what he's been like for you boys especially his celebration with El Hajj Diouf. I'll never forget that until the day I die. But um, it's just, it must it must be a really bitter pill to swallow for Celtic. It's like getting to the promised land and seeing mm. that golden gate and then all of a sudden, like, someone just doesn't allow you to go through the doors and it's it's just a categoric 
error after error after error in in the market, and because they've been winning titles, they thought, ah, it's all right. Like they 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 think we're, we're still winning leagues, and we're sort of penny pinching here. And they penny pinched in the biggest season of the club's recent history, and it's come back to bite them on the ass by their rivals. And you can't help feel for fans because we cannot do nothing about it. But you've just got to accept that they're the better team, and now. There's a massive, massive rebuild um, on on the hands of whoever comes in, and it's a massive job. And to be honest with you, and this is just my take, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I don't think they'll win the title next year, Celtic. I think this rebuild is going to be that big and that in depth that it's going to take time. I totally agree with you when it comes to the money side. Um, see, when Rangers went down to the further division, we should have. We should have, we should have, we should have been neighbour near Rangers as it is now. Um, we should have but fall out and go. I know we get Rodgers after the the semi final defeat, but as soon as Rangers been doing, we should have started building and building and building and building because yeah. at that time we were qualifying for Europe. Um, and like you say, see the last few years we've sold I think is it eighty million pound worth of transfers I think in the last four or five years yeah. or something, right? So see realistically. Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell haven't really had any money out of their own pockets. They've had mm-hmm. a big, big shirt sales with Daffy, uh, with the sponsorships with Daffy, Adidas, New Balance. Season tickets have been sold out for the last, how many times in the, in the last few seasons? Um, we've sold a lot of players for big money. Tierney, the Frimpong, um, Kamalis is sold. So the clubs are always having money in the nook. Um, so I, did, I, I totally agree with the fans are really... If you don't want to start ranting and raving and swearing, but frustrated is, is a word I could use. I were very frustrated. Um, yeah. Because we all know that, obviously, you're looking for outset, but to my opinion, I still believe we've still got a better squad. I just think we've underperformed massively. It's been a massive, massive, massive free for all. And Rangers have got a team which, as I say, they've signed players for that team. And Gerard's obviously Gerard's a figurehead but I think Michael Beale does a lot of stuff I think Gerard yeah. maybe because he's a fi- the figurehead he takes the praise but I think it's Michael Beale that does a lot of the work and obviously he's regarded as a yeah. top coach which is I can I can respect top coaches so I think listen it's been very hard for us to watch as he says and the equipment's been very very poor but we've got away with it as he says we have and, but yeah. the fans a lot of the media up here have says Where's this came from? The fans have been shouting about it for four or five years. Stop sleeping at the wheel. Posters everywhere, yeah. bar it. So it's not like the fans That's don't know it. it's coming. Um, so the last bit of that, I, it's been very, very, very frustrating. Um, I'm kind of the opposite of you. If I think that if it is Eddie Howe, I generally think you'll come in and transform us. I think it might take two or three windows. Um, but I think yeah. if Eddie Howe comes in, I think the league... I don't want to come out and say it's a certainty because nothing's a certainty in life now after 10 in a row. But I think if he comes yeah. in with his team and he gets his stall set out within a few months, I think it will be interesting. It's, I'm very excited if it is anyhow because I yeah. think the brand of football, so I, yeah. that, the brand of football, the football, football that he plays is very, very exciting. Yes, we might lose two goals, but see if we're scoring four and five every week, I couldn't care. As long as we are winning football and winning trophies and getting decent results in Europe, then I'm happy to see two goals a game as long as you're winning football games and see a brand of football yeah. that we were... You don't want to see used to seeing because we only had two years at the Rodgers. 
Vidaira, it was okay the first season and it kind of whimpered with Lennon, it was the same. Strachan, it was very, it was here and there. So, last bit on it, aye, it's very frustrating. Um, and I just hope whoever comes in, obviously Eddie Howe, um, obviously Eddie Howe, what's the, what's the kind of brand of football you've seen him play? Obviously you've seen him play his teams down south. What's the kind of yeah. vibes down south with Eddie Howe coming to Celtic? Has there been much about it? And the papers are, Obviously, people you talk to in your chat and stuff, anything about Eddie Howe, can I think, you know, he'd be a good fit for Celtic? Yeah, I, I was listening to a general football podcast um, yesterday, funnily enough, um, and uh, they were sort of touting him maybe for the Crystal Palace job if um, if Hodgson... Um, Hodgson seems like he's been matching forever, like he's about 100 years old, isn't he? And he still keeps churning out team after team. You've got to admire him, but... Um, I feel like Crystal Palace ain't ain't that much of a bigger upgrade on Bournemouth. Like they're they're never gonna win anything there. And you from a manager that's kinda I wouldn't say lost his way, he probably lost his hunger at, at Bournemouth, to be honest. I, I don't think he was ready for a championship season and and he 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 done the right thing in my eyes and, and put the club first and says I need a little bit of a sabbatical here and to yeah. sort of regroup and, and maybe spend a bit of time with the family and, and regroup to then go back into football and then once your phone goes and it's it's Celtic I mean like for, for a manager that sort of walked out on a lower league Premier League team that he got relegated um, and like let's not forget he, they, they weren't very good that season they, they were awful so it's um, but I've seen enough of him and he fits the criteria of if I was Desmond, I would be looking at a manager like him because the fans clearly don't uh, have got upheaval with the board and rightfully so because of the stuff we've touched on earlier on in the show. Um, and I feel like bringing someone in that does have a philosophy, does have a style of play, does have a certain player he will be in the market for. And let's be brutally honest here the reason why Celtic was so successful under Rodgers because one, he was a fantastic manager, but two, he set the system out and he didn't change it and he brought the players to play the system. Yep. And that's why they were so good. And I think you've hit the nail on the head with, with Rangers. They're a team designed by Gerrard. The Kamaras, the Davis, they're all the players that he wants to play that game. And then he's got the creativity aspects of your Kents and your whoever else Morelos is. I, I don't really know their full squad, to be honest with you, but your Taverniers, your, your players like that, um, the young boy Patterson that they're all raving about, they're all in that mind frame of we're in this together and we, we, we fight for each other. And when we're out of possession, we, we, we try and win the ball back collectively and we win and lose collectively. And I don't, I, I just don't see that at Celtic. But the thing is, what, what style, of, if I was to, to, to say to you, what style of football did, did Lennon play? I, I don't know what style of football he played. Do you know what I mean? It, it, he, he was very much built, from what I've seen, he was built on, on his game, tough in the tackle, mm-hmm. nice and rigid, hard to break down. And then it just completely went to pot. And I was just watching Celtic and thinking, I don't know what he's trying to achieve here. And then you put on top of that, the, the the game plan didn't didn't suit the, the players. I mean, Celtic have got some really good footballing players in their team. Rogic, your 
Christie, your McGregor's, your your, your wingers. He's, he's got good wingers at the club. El Yanusi, we touched on earlier. Forrest has been con- very consistent for years at Celtic. I know he's a bit hit and miss with fans, and I'm not a big lover of Forrest, I'll be honest with you. But um, he's got, like, Mikey Johnson, the young boy Dembele. Like, there's creativity in that team. Like, why are they not creating chances? Well, they are creating chances. They're just not finishing them. But And then he's trying to put them in a rigid formation, and I'm just mm-hmm. like... You're trying to tell Christopher Ayer to play a rigid formation. Like, you're joking. He's a ball-playing defense, defensive midfielder slash centre-back, you know? So, and then he brings Turnbull in, another good footballing player. So, it's like you've said earlier, and you've, you've been absolutely bang on with it. Like, the, the platform is there for a manager that's coming in to play that progressive style of ball-possession mm-hmm. football with maybe a high press, a Gagan press type style of play and in a 4-3-3 free free and, and how is that guy? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He comes in and he goes, right, all right, so they've told me there's a mass exodus here, but do you know what, Christy? I, I, I like the way you play. See you and, and Turnbull and McGregor and, and Rogic to a certain extent. Like You, you can fit my system nicely. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll put a little sorrow just at the back of you two and you just go create create chances. We'll get them wingers nice and wide like he did at Bournemouth. I'll bring a clinical goal scorer in like he had at, at Bournemouth with Callum Wilson. And then the whole picture turns. And as long as next season I feel, um, and you might disagree with me, but as long as the Celtic fans see some sort of bigger picture yeah. and progression... If you don't win the title, of course you'll be disappointed. But if there's a bigger picture to think, if I sat on here in a year's time and Eddie Howe's had a great season and you've been playing great football like he's did under Rodgers, the recruitment's been good, he's brought players to play the system, he's improved players that are already at the team that are probably not playing well at the moment, you're going to probably sit here and say to me, do you know what, Jamie, we've not won the league, which is a bit disappointing, mate, but I can see the bigger vision. And I feel like that that's it for Celtic. And and I, I do think he's going to get the job. I think he's nailed on to get the job and he just wants his staff. And there's a bit of an issue because Bournemouth, I think they're in the playoffs at the moment, isn't they? So, but he will he will come in and he will implement his style on that team. And, and I, I think the Celtic fans will love him. I, I listened to a radio show earlier today um, and a fan was saying if they don't go for Howe, they would like to see Jack Ross um, brought in. And I was just a bit like, how can you take such a such a dip? No. You know, I, um, I mean, I've I, I seen quite a lot of him up here being living in Newcastle. He was down the road at Sunderland and he'd done okay there. He didn't get as much praise as he should have because they made a big massive documentary and didn't mm-hmm. get promoted and it went pear-shaped. But I think he done all right at Sunderland. I think he is doing well at Hibs. He's recruited well, but he's not a Celtic manager. Not not yet, anyway. Um, and you can't take that dip from an Eddie Howe to, to, to somebody in, uh, that's managing Hibs now. I don't know if there's any good up-and-coming managers in Scotland. Uh, the, the, the St. Johnston managers, apparently a quite good young manager, isn't he? Davison or something like um, that. But... I, Celtic need to get it right. They they can't. You can't get this one wrong at Celtic. This it's like you say. I feel like this season's probably bigger than this season now. Like next season. So um, we'll see. What it's going to be an interesting one. I'm just as fixated with it as you. Honestly, I've been Celtic daft on my phone for weeks and weeks now, trying to get some sort of inkling as to yeah. what's going on. And 
I presume you would have got the statement. I obviously didn't receive it because I'm not a season ticket holder, but from what I heard in it, it didn't really fill you with much. See, really I'm, as to what the bigger picture was. I'm kind of relaxed about the situation because the rumours is that Howe's still getting paid with Bournemouth to the start of June, right? That's just what I've been told and what I've seen. So they obviously can't. If that is the case, then Celtic can't come out and say anything because if they did, they might need to pay compensation. So. I can gauge by what they're saying. They're, we're trying to complete a manager and the staff. They're basically trying to say, we want to tell you, but we can't. And I generally think that sometimes fans, listen, I've said my hands on it on the board, I've been silent, this and that before, says it, but sometimes when you take away from heat in the moment, you need to sit back and think, right, they must be walking on something. You don't just sit and don't, don't say anything because I personally think, yeah. I personally think the board know what they've done this season. I think that Desmond, as me and uh, Robert have been talking about for a long time the last few weeks, they owe us big time. And I think that they're trying to get, if it is Eddie Howard, it seems going to be the best manager can and they, they want to get it right because they know they've, they've balled up and they need to fix it and they need to fix it soon. Um, I know they could have fixed it in January, they could have fixed it in November, but I think, like maybe me, I was thinking, right, no, it'll come, it'll come. It'll come. It didn't come. Mm. Um, but I do believe that I think there's something, there must be something signed because there's rumours about players coming, players leaving, and that doesn't happen if somebody, obviously behind the scenes, some of these guys have still got to do their daily jobs. Like the the recruitment staff who's there, we've not got a chief scout, but there's still guys at the club who look at players, and obviously Kennedy's still the figurehead at the moment, so Lawwell's still there, so there's still work going on behind the scenes and I generally believe that there's somebody signed because it's too close to the season, too close to qualifiers coming up for something not to be in place, especially a club and a, an establishment like Celtic, an institution mm-hmm. like Celtic, something can't be, if, if there's nobody in place then it's a massive, massive, massive fuck up in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. But on the season as a whole, it's been very poor and I just think I think Desmond, I think yeah, he's got to put his hand in his pocket now. And mm. he, if I said how I want that money, if it is twenty million pound, I go right, you go Eddie, fire away, do what you want. Um my old man actually says what you says, he says, Ryan, I would take maybe another two years of hut for another five, six, seven, eight years success, as long as I can see something's improving. And I think fans um, obviously you want to win the league and you want to qualify for Europe, you want to win doubles and trebles, which is hard to do, but if you can see improvement and you can see a plan of action and you can see a platform of what, if it is how, what he's trying to build, then you can write, okay, we'll maybe take a season and maybe another failure. But after that, we, we need to see progression. And I think under Lennon, we've seen a tiny bit of progression and then it's just went right back down the again. Um, and I think that, as you say, with the stats that we've got, we've got to be aiming better. And I think how is, obviously, for me, I've been... I spoke about Eddie Howe in October, November on this podcast. I've just not spoken about him for the last few weeks. I've I've spoken about in depth about how how he's obsessed with winning. He's obsessed about his family life is a back step. But football is his only fucking pro- and he's a project manager. So from my onset, that's not just a season, it's not a two season. He's here for the long term. And I don't think he'd be signing here for a season. Because as he says, he went out a bit of one at Bournemouth. And he's kind of in a Rogers mode where he's maybe coming to get his stock back up again because he was on yeah. 
because he was on Sky a few times and sometimes you go on Sky to get noticed, to say I'm still here, I can still talk the game. Like maybe like Roy Keane's back on the telling you, is he trying to get a job or is he just trying to be a good pundit? Do you know what I mean? So, so obviously, but listen, I love Roy Keane. I love Roy Keane. So um, I, mate. Oh, I absolutely adore him. Is there any any players at Celtic? Obviously, for me, Edward's probably in the middle. I'm going to say he's the only one, but he's a he's a top one that you think. I'm not saying he can play for Man United. I'm just saying, do you think any player can play down south for maybe a top six or top eight team? I think. Um... <laughs> I think Edward, if if we signed Edward as as a squad player, and I, from a Man United point of view, I, I'd take him. He's young. He's he's got ability. He can find the net. Like I, I wouldn't be against that signing, and and it wouldn't surprise me if he did. He did end up in the Premier League. I, I could see Edwards signing for Arsenal or Leicester or Aston Villa have been linked with him. They're they're a half decent team. Give a uh, Ollie Watkins a, a little bit of um. They're lacking a little bit of firepower. We obviously beat them today, and they were they were one 0 up. But uh, they're they're a good squad. You you put Edward in that team, he, he improves the majority of the fringe top eight, top ten Premier League teams. It 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 it'd probably be a squad player at Tottenham. Yeah, he might even get a starting spot at Arsenal. I mean, they're in the they're in capitulation. Their their yeah. squad's gonna their squad's gonna deteriorate in the summer. I can see the big. Players of Bamiyang, Lacazette, they're they're all sort of being touted with with moves now, and um, it's funny because they give Ozil loads of money, and he decided to stop playing football, and they done it with Bamiyang, and he's done the same. So they need to learn their lessons, and I feel like in this current climate and market of what's going on in the world with COVID and that, clubs have got to be more efficient in the transfer market now, and they are going to be looking at the likes of the SPL to maybe pluck a couple of decent players and that. I mean, there's some really good quality young players in Scotland. Um, I really like the boy Nisbet at, at Hibs. I think he's quite a good little player, you know. Um, they've got another, is it Doyne, um, plays, plays for them as well. Decent little player. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, it, it's such a, a big, a big, like, going into that top eight, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, I, I quite like Christopher Ayer, but I, I don't think he's a top eight player. Mm-hmm. I think you'd do a good, you'd be a good signing for a, a Newcastle, like some someone like that. And I think he's he's got a good reputation in Scotland because he's probably a little bit better than the 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 level yeah. up there. But I, I don't I don't think he's a top eight player. But off the top of my head, I quite liked Frimpong to be honest with you. I don't think he's a top eight Premier League player, but he was exciting to watch. Um. That was another intelligent move for Celtic when they were making good yeah. good moves. Do you know what I mean? Like um, plucking players from Man City's academy. Um, I'd probably go with you, mate, and say probably only Edward could probably play in, in the top eight. Maybe McGregor if he's on it. I, I think he's a really good creative midfielder. Mm. Um, I, I don't think he will leave Celtic, to be honest with you. I think he will stay. He's probably one of very few that probably will stay with the bigger reputations. I think Christie will be away. Uh, I can see Christie maybe doing well at a, at a Leeds, someone like that. Uh, he was obviously linked with Leeds in January. That's why I've kind of plucked that one. But he's not a top eight player for me. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of the current team and and if I'd, I'd, I, I think Edward's probably the only one. 
mate, to be honest, that's where Celtic are See, at the I'm, moment that they don't have. I agree with you. When it comes to, I do think, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, big believer in Edwards. I think Edwards top draw. Um, a lot of people up here say that he's, he's no doubt. I, I, I was criticising him against the Rangers game against the, the Scottish Cup game when they missed a few sitters. And, but again, we all, we, all, we all don't know we all don't know the ins and outs of why players don't perform. And we had a with the next youth player, um, Sam, on a, f- a few a few months ago, and he was saying, Ryan, he says people fans need to understand that sometimes what you have in your outside life, your family life, and he says, see if you have an argument with your missus that morning, that could affect your performance. But fans don't see that. He says, and he says people need to realise that. Stuff can happen with the football. He says, see if you don't prepare properly and you don't have everything right that week to the game. He says, your performance can drip. It does mean you're a bad player. He says, some people just don't play well for months and then they might move and go. He says, it's all about after park as well. You need to be on after park as well as on the park. Um, and I do agree that way. But obviously, Edward and COVID and other stuff have happened this season. A lot happens this season that's... I think they could have went wrong as fucking wet man, can it? Um, but I think yeah. Edward, I generally think Edward is, I think he's brilliant. I think if, I don't want to stick my neck, my, my neck out and say that he would play every week in a top four team, but I generally do think he, he could be in the top four squad. Um, on the bench, yeah. Yeah, off and playing 20 yeah, minutes. Maybe for talk's sake, like you're saying, see that Mason Greenwood can he play? I think I like to think Edward can step in playing with Fernandez and they type of guys because if we get chances, I'm not saying he's up to that level. I'm just saying that he yeah. could get to that level. Um, that's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. People might think like you. People might think Ryan, you're talking one lot of rubbish. But I think no, the guys, I, I think the guys got a lot, a lot of potential. And if he's coached with a better manager, like the Barry, obviously Rodgers was superb, right? but the Barry's where to lay on. He's took his level to Spain now, and he's 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 I think he's doing okay in Madrid. So it shows you what Celtic had with the Berry and look what he's doing. Um, fans were saying the Berry wasn't worth twenty million. He was as good as Morelos away, man. He was light years ahead of Morelos. He still is twenty million pounds. Yeah. Was a twenty million pound in my wow. opinion was daylight robbery. The same for Tierney. Twenty five million pound was an absolute. At the time he was injured, you're thinking right, we've done okay, but. You're thinking back now, it's maybe between him and Luke Shaw, he's probably, he's probably up there, but one of the best left backs in that league. Um, obviously, yeah, I, think Luke, I think Luke Shaw's took his game on a, a new level. I don't watch mine yet as yeah. much as you, um, but we'll touch on that in a minute. But for me, Edward, I think I agree with you. I think he's all going to go to better things. Um, and obviously, yourself, Jamie, obviously, United's your kind of main team. How's it been this season? Obviously, you're probably going to finish second, in my opinion. I think it's a good season for you. Because obviously my, uh, Man City's maybe just a step too high this season. They've done well. They've even though they've not really had a striker all season, but they've had all their nah, top players crazy. have played well. And obviously Ollie's had a few criticism, as you say, pro Ollie, no pro Ollie. Um, you've got Fernandez who's come in and been world class. I really like him. Um, I think he's. I'm not saying he would maybe move to a better club, but I think he's got the potential to go to maybe a Barcelona or something because I think he's really, really good. But I think United I think United are maybe only I think only maybe two or three players. I think maybe your defence to maybe get to your level again. 
I think it's only yeah. a few more players. Um, and I'm only talking for what I see, because obviously I don't see every game like you do. I only see what's on telly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even your squad players, like your, is Matt still there? Matt is still there, isn't he? Yeah, he's, like your, uh, he's like not playing Matt, a lot. Like your Matt is, your Matic's... I think Matic's, how Chelsea let him go to you was unbelievable. Because that guy, I think on his day, is phenomenal. He just controls the midfield. He just does the basics. And yeah. again, I'm just seeing what I see. I don't see every week. But for what I see, yeah. when he comes in, like you say, you need players to come on and step in. And I think he does that very, very well. Um, but yeah. how how's it been for yourself? What's the fans vibe and... Do you think all can take you to the next level? It's been a funny season, really, because we we've kind of been doing really well under the radar, like because because Liverpool have just completely fallen apart. I have to say that quietly because my <laughs> missus is on the other side of this door and she's a Liverpool <laughs> fan. So uh, unfortunately, there's Liverpool fa- uh, shirts hanging around this house, which I, I don't really like, but I'll not touch into that because she'll. Uh, not speak to me after this. <laughs> um, but it, it, we've kind of been doing all right. But for, for me, I think there's been bad performances from other teams like Tottenham, for example. Yeah. Liverpool have obviously completely crumbled when uh, the big Dutchman uh, got injured. Um, the whole season just capitulated because of one player, apparently. Um, but it's... We've we've kind of improved on last season, like in in a league position. But for me, it was it was going that next level in them cup competitions because we're not naive enough as a fan base. Um, I mean, some of us are, but but not me um, to think that we were going to win the league this year. When yeah. we were top of the league, I was tweeting about it like we had just won the league, but I knew it wasn't going to last. Like I was actually on podcasts on um, all for United on the weekly armchair. Uh, kick off I was on there saying look enjoy this while it lasts because it's not going to last mm-hmm. and I was getting pelters man from fans saying why are you being so negative like I thought you supported United are you a secret Newcastle fan or something like this and I'm like what is on about like yeah. I'm telling you it's not going to last because we're not but consistent that should, enough that should just be realistic yeah but, well yeah it was and and, 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 I, and I turned out to be right unfortunately I wish I was wrong and I was celebrating a title now but it, it's not it's not to be but we're not a title-winning team yet, but um, the Europa League was a big one because obviously we got to the semi-final last year. I thought we'd coast past Seville and and, and we lost. So this um, this game just gone, the Roma game was just unbelievable. I didn't didn't understand what I was watching to be honest. I thought it was a few years ago when we beat them seven-two, but um, we just completely annihilated them, and that that's the the frustrating thing from a Man United fans' point of view that. We're capable of that. The Greenwoods, Pogba's, the Fernandez, Rashford, Marshall, Cavani, who's just gone on to another level. I mean, he's got seven goals in six games now. Or seven and seven now, actually. Come on today and uh, nodded the, the third. And I uh, unfortunately <laughs> cashed out when it was 2-1 uh, for a couple of quid less than I could have got. And Cavani nodded the header one minute after, which is just my... Uh, my luck, but I've had a all right little uh, winner on the uh, boxing and the football this weekend, so I can't grumble too much. But um, just typical when I cashed out, Cavani goes and nods the third goal in for us. But I feel like he's starting to get 
a lot of things right at the club. Um, I don't particularly think he's the best manager tactically, I'll be honest. Yeah. And, and I've, I'm quite vocal about that. I'm not, I'll criticise him when he gets it wrong and I'll, I'll give him praise when he gets it right. I'm, I'm kind of not Ollie in, but I'm not Ollie out either. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm mm-hmm. Man United first and manager second kind of thing. But um, it's a weird one because I feel like our season's kind of... We're in the Europa League final now. We know we're going to be playing that in Poland. It's all about winning that trophy for me. And the way I see it is, like, I've had a bit of banter from some of my mates and they're like, yeah, you, you might win a trophy, but it's the Europa League. It's not the Premier League. And I'm like... That's still a massive the chance. Still a massive trophy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, like, see Celtic won that. I've been on about street naked, <laughs> steaming at my right. It's a massive, well, massive trophy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's like I'm just like at the end of the day, the way I see it is, is black and white football, you know. And and only two teams in Europe win trophies uh, in a European campaign, and yep. we might be one of them this year. So if it's the Europa League, or the, obviously everybody wants to win the Champions League, but at the moment we ain't a Champions League winning team. Yeah. So we've went in the Europa League. We've we've had a pretty tough draw, I think, getting through. We've had some tough games, and uh, we've got to the final. And I kind of did want a British final because mm-hmm. I think it would have been a bit of a more spicier affair against Arsenal. But or easier. To be honest with you, I'm quite <laughs> I'm quite glad. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite glad we. We got Villarreal because Arsenal won a one-off game. Mm-hmm. They can beat you. I mean, they beat us this season and we battered them. They beat us 1-0 mm-hmm. with a penalty. So it's harder to take if you get beat by Arsenal instead of getting beat by Villarreal. But I feel like we'll have too much for Villarreal anyway. But um, it's been a successful season. I'm seeing progression. The Pogba issue is a bit of a worrying situation for Man United fans, kind of the same as Edward. Your hands are tied behind your back with what you do. And the thing is, Celtic might take 10, 12 million for Edward, whereas United won't take less than like 80, 90 million for Pogba. And how do you get that money from a player that's one year of his contract? And I personally think they'll see it out. I think he'll be here next year and he's going to go for free, which I don't really like from a from a fan point of view, business-wise from football, and I know fans don't really look at that, but I, I do tend to look at that as well. Um, and, yeah, it's it, it's it's been a good season, but it's it's all about winning that trophy now. The, um, the Premier League doesn't really matter. We're, we're going to get in the top four, and I'm one of them fans, um, I'll be honest with you, that we could finish second, we could finish fourth. It isn't first, so yeah, they're, they're all getting the same. It doesn't really matter where you finish. You're getting in the Champions League. Mm obviously better to be known as the second best country and uh, team in the country but I want to be the first best so it doesn't really mean nothing to me that top four race I, I don't buy into it to be honest yeah. with you but as a whole um, good season um, I'm seeing a lot of progression with regards to the some of the football we're playing I mean we play some great stuff against Villa today scored three goals we're starting to put chances away and and look like a really good attacking team but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we're a couple of players away, two or three players away. There's a lot of rumours in our fan base at the moment and I've, I've got some good connections that the Sancho deal is back on the table and, and they're talking to Dortmund um, about getting him across. So I'd, I'd love to see him on our right wing. Um, but it, it, you never know with Man United. I think they're, they're, they're more cagey with transfers than Celtic are. You know what I mean? And you, ne- you never know until the players holding the shirt up who's yep. coming in the door and 
It's a difficult one, but it's sort of speculation central in Manu's fan base. And I'm presuming it's the same for you being based in Glasgow. Like, you'll hear a million names, but you'll only get two or three of them. And it's like, who do you believe? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm luckily enough, obviously, you're involved with the Celtic community, but I, I've got some really good friends in some really big platforms in, in the Man United fan base. And I do hear quite a lot of concrete good stuff um, and some of it's generally came off in the past year or so mm-hmm. that I've heard um, particularly the Fernandez one um, I was told that he was signing two weeks before he signed and then he did sign so it's a case of um, I've got a couple of uh, I wouldn't say they were in the nose I just think they kind of know people close yeah. to the club and because we're on the fan channel scene you'll know you're, it's a very small community and you meet mm-hmm. quite a lot of good good mind um, like-minded people so it's it's good, but yeah, I'm chuffed with it, mate, to be honest with you. I know this is predominantly a Celtic uh, channel, but I appreciate you having a bit of United crack in that. But yeah, I feel like if we can win a trophy, have a big summer, who, who knows? And obviously you touched on Cavani. I'm a, I love Cavani. I think he's, how PSG let him go, I thought was absolutely criminal. Because um, it was a free transfer. Obviously Cavani's quads in and a Bosman fee, but I, I always remember Celtic fans all... Remember, obviously, we could beat 5 nothing at home um, and uh, we, uh, in the Champions League when it absolutely destroyed us. We had Rabio and um, Berati absolutely bossed us in the middle of the park. But for me, as I, when I played up front, just looking at Cavani for an individual performance, I know we get beaten, you want to see Celtic win, but you you don't mind paying your £40 to see the players. That's why you want to be there, to see the players at Celtic Park. I know. And Cavani's mm. movement that day and his finishing, honestly, it was it was an absolute joy to watch. And I thought I think I put my Twitter the other day and last week as well when he played. If you're if you're a young forward and you want to look at cycles or you want to play football up front and you want to know movement and how to finish, go on YouTube and type in the instant Cavani. He's just an absolute model professional, especially he's yeah, like... 30, 33, 34, roughly. I think he's um was I think he's 32, 33, right. yeah. Um, and but. he's still, from my opinion, he's still at the top of his game. He might only play half an hour, or he might play 60 minutes off the bench, half an hour off the bench, but mm. it's just, he's, he's honestly, it was an absolute joy to watch. And I actually Googled, I actually watched the game last night, the highlights last night, with the Celtic game last night, because I put a tweet about it, I said, I need to watch that back. And his header was unbelievable. And I can remember in the game, I'm thinking, no way he's just scored that. How he, why, why did we not save that? But then um, when you watch it back, what a header it was. And she's moving, his yeah. movement was, was in, it was out. So, some fans might say, why you, why you congratulate in an opposite position? But see, you see a player like that at Celtic Park, you're thinking, wow. But I think Edward's brilliant, right? And I, I thought Scott Brown's a very good player. I'm thinking, like, guys, look, back then, Sinclair was top draw. And then you see these guys come to Celtic Park, you're thinking, fucking hell, man, we've got average players here. We have not got top players. We have got average players. They're top players in our league and our level. But when you look at the guys and how good they are, and obviously you've seen them firsthand live every week in the moment. I just yeah. for a wee bit just touch on him because for me, Jamie, he's phenomenal. And I think Man United have got a real, real step on him. We're getting it for a free transfer. Yeah, he's um it's funny you brought Cavani up because uh if any, uh, I told some of the, the boys uh, um, that I do the chats with that I was I was coming on here tonight. Uh, so I don't know if some of them will, will watch this back, but I've got a bit of a Cavani agenda going. I uh, I like to spread his propaganda. You'll probably see on my 
my Twitter, I, I absolutely love him. And even when he wasn't playing well, I was always saying we're Cavani FC, like forget Bruno <laughs> FC, we're Cavani FC. And he's just um, like, like I, I, I call him Tarzan, you know, like so uh, uh, that's my nickname for him, Tarzan. But um, he's, he's, his movement, it, 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 do you know what impresses me the most about him? Like everybody knows Cavani's a good striker. He scores goals, his movement. See, his work rate. Yeah. Like he comes back and defends, like he'll make a tackle in Basaka's position. I'm like, what's he doing at right back, man? <laughs> like, um, and then he was right back up the park, like joining in with the attack. And I'm like, this guy's 33 years old, man. <laughs> and he had a bit of a rough patch at United. He wasn't playing. He, and um, I listened to a good interview because he was go- he, he was initially going to Benfica. All right. And uh, one of my uh, one of my good childhood um, friends, uh, one of my best mates from back home, he's, he's from Portugal. He, he's, a, he's a Benfica fan. Um, so I've sort of grown up watching sort of Celtic with Lee and Benfica with yeah. uh, my, my friend Rogério. So um watch a lot of Portuguese football. Um, I probably watch just as much Portuguese football as I do Celtic, to be honest with you. I, I quite like the league. I'm quite knowledgeable on it. And um, he was like adamant he was going there and, and he, he wanted nine million. Benfica offered him seven annually and um so my mate rang me and he was like ah, he's a money grabber man like he, uh, he's, he's not coming to benfica he just wants money in that he's his career's over and i was like i was like ah, a bit gutted for you and that would have been good seeing cavani playing yeah. for uh benfica and that and he was like nah nah he's his money grabber we don't need him man and i was like right okay and then like a week a week later he, <laughs> he's signing for united and he rings me up and he's like oh he's a money grabber man honestly he's gonna do nothing for you isn't he? In my head, I'm like, because my, my mate's quite knowledgeable on footy, you know, and I, I was like, I was like, bloody hell, man. Like, he, he was telling me about Drogba before he went to Chelsea sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? His football knowledge is pretty, very, very good. Like, and uh, I was like, maybe he's got it right with Cavani, man. Maybe he's just after a pound note sort of thing. And I thought, I thought, nah, he's been at the top clubs, man. He can't be short of a pound note. Right. Like, it's not a retirement home move for him. And then I listened to a journalist that had watched him in Ligue 1 and um, he said, like, he, like if you think Cavani's coming to sit on the bench at Man United and count his wages on the side of the pitch, you've got another thing coming. Like, he's far too professional for that. And I was like, that's a positive interview. And then it, it's, it's coming to fruition. Like, he's took a little bit of time. He was going for a bit of a goal drought. Marshall was, was playing ahead of him, not playing very well, but consistently getting picked. Um, who he, he's a bit of bit of a pain in the ass to us fans. Um, he's a, he's a bit lazy at times, but the ability is there. Cavani and I thought well, Ollie's obviously going for a sort of more pacey attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cavani came on and against Everton and completely changed the game. And we were all like, as a fan base, we were like, why is this guy not playing, man? It's Edison Cavani. Like, get him in the pit on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? What a see him at Old Trafford. And um, gradually, he's just got better. But when he went through his drought, he was linked with a, a big move to Boca Juniors. I've seen that. I... So a lot of United fans were saying he, he isn't going to stay. And it, it, like up until probably a week or two weeks ago, everyone thought he was going to leave. So I, I put a tweet out a couple of weeks ago on Twitter saying, I've come to terms that Cavani's going to leave now. And I'm just going to enjoy him while he's here. It was like when we had... Um, 
Larson on loan as well. Yeah. It was the same. Like you could tell he was just world class, but you knew he was never staying. Mm-hmm. And he was going back to Helsingborg, which kind of wish he would have stayed for another season. And so does he, because I watched the documentary about it. But um it's it's one of them where he's just everything you thought what you thought you were getting with him is coming to fruition now. And and yeah. apparently he's got a good relationship with Solskjaer and 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 he's staying now. So um Fantastic news. Um, we, you need world-class players in your team and they don't come any better than him. He's, he's played at the top level in Europe mm-hmm. since he was young. So, And, and his, work, his work rate is absolutely phenomenal, honestly. If you watch Man United consistently, um, he's unreal. Like It's absolutely unbelievable. But um, he's just got it. He, he's, he's that Larson. He's that Ibrahimovic who I've seen at Man United as well. Like, They've just got it. They're just yeah. they're just that good, you know. Like I mean, the Larson you've seen that he must have been a privilege to watch. Oh, you know what I mean, because when we got him, his career was was on the downward slope. But he was shit hot when he came to Manu. I remember I said to Lee, "I ain't too keen on this Larson signing, man. Like he's he, Barca let him go. He went back to play in Sweden, and all of a sudden he's coming on loan to play for us." And he was absolutely class against Villa in the FA Cup, the first game that he played for us. And I was like, bloody hell, Lee, you're right, man. This guy's a genius. And obviously, I knew how good he was at Celtic, but yeah. he was in his prime. So, um, but when he, he, he's another throwback player, like mm-hmm. Cavani's, he, he's got, he's just got that, that, I don't even know how to describe it, just that, clinical footballing brain and he just knows how to to move off the ball he creates space he drags defenders out he's just class and he's another one of them the Henri's the Bergkamp's the Larson's the the, just they've just got it and he's one of them he's always he's always moving on the he's always moving for the ball he's always moving for a pass and I agree with you that some of these players have just got a gift Larson's, your Ibrahimovic's, yeah. your Cavani's, they've just got it and for bomb with it, they've just, they've just got that yeah. knack of scoring goals and as he says, for us, listen, I don't want to sit here and talk about Larson because I could sit here all day and talk about the guy. He was my hero, obviously, a lot of Celtic yeah. fans. It was mm. just, honestly, the, the guy was just, that's that's what you pay your £30 for, your £600 a year for your season. That's what you pay to watch the guys and you don't mind paying whatever it is, £100, I wouldn't mind putting a hundred pound to go see Cavani point every week. To the guy's phenomenal, mm. um, and yeah. it must be a brilliant for you to watch him. And obviously, the last bit, uh, Jamie, I want to touch on obviously is the, the recent protests and the Super Leagues. What's the feeling, obviously, down there? Because obviously, we've had some protests up here when obviously we beat off Charles County and we want to learn to go. And obviously, it was nothing like the protests down south. I think some fans would are. Uh, I don't agree with some of the protests that we've done up here, but again, that's we're all got different opinions, and that's why we love football because it's opinionated. Um, I Celtic, some if we really wanted our voice to be heard, Celtic fans should have probably just done that. But if we done that, the media up here and the government had a field day up here, had they given made any mission to, yeah. to give us this and give us shit, and fans can't be trusted, fans can't do this, it had been mere it's the mere parliament stuff and we don't want to get involved in that again so what's your feeling down south do you think that's the last of the protests or do you think there's maybe stuff that could happen again nah nah it's not the last 
Um, it, it definitely won't be the last. They, they they crossed the line this time, mate. They've took the piss for 16 years, mate. And um, obviously, I'd, I know the, there's there's political sort of sides of the Celtic fan base yeah. as well with with the uh, the banners upside down and stuff like that. I mean, I generally thought they just they done that by accident. Yeah. Um, you'll have to ask Lee about that one as well. Um, the, the, the Green Brigade were holding a sign up that was obviously to the board and they were holding it upside down and I said to Lee like they do realise they've got that flag upside down don't they and they were like yeah yeah it's supposed to be that and I was like yeah I don't um, obviously touching on the, the, the protests um I don't think it isn't going to be the last one, and I know that because I'm kind of in that little circle of um, the, the fan channels. Um, it definitely isn't going to be the last one, and I, I feel like um, they've, they've just overstepped the mark. They've come in 16 years ago, promised this, promised that, and I'm not going to sit here and say they haven't backed us financially. They have, and we've done exactly the same as what, what you're facing, mm -hmm. bad recruitment, bringing in bad players that don't fit systems. And you know what happens with that? Exactly, exactly what, what's going on with Celtic at the moment. Bad recruitment, bad team. Um, but when you try and come into a club with the whole ideology of using it to make money, yeah, um, you've got the average man on the street um, me, me and you uh, both love our, our teams individually and um, they're a massive part I mean Man United's my life you know what I mean apart from my family and my, my girlfriend that's all I've got is that team do you know what I mean and yeah. they, they just buy a club on debt I think we still owe 600 million pound of the 850 odd million that they took on as a debt they've in 16 years, they've took one billion pound out the club. Like when we needed a centre back last summer, they took 70 million pounds of dividends out the club. Like that would have bought us a centre back. Do you know what I mean? And we're not getting the we're not getting back what what we're we're getting rid of. We've had a we've had a um, a net spend for the past three seasons of 35 million pound. At Manchester United, do you know what I mean? That's the sort of money Celtic should be signing players with, not yeah. Man United. No, no, no disrespect, you know. No, it's true, but it's true. If, if you want to be this big club and you want to be in the best tournaments and you want the best names on the back of the shirts to sell in the mega store, you're going to have to pay for them. Yep. And um, I mean, I could talk all night about what they've done wrong, but. but it's unsustainable taking that amount of money out of a team, and 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 Man City's owners have ploughed one billion in in since they've took over. And look at the difference: training grounds, youth academies, squads on the pitch. You know they they bought four fullbacks for fifty million quid each. You know what I mean? It's it's nothing to them, and it's like we want to see the same. We want to be. We don't want to be going like Liverpool did for. Mm -hmm. 30 odd years without a title you know what I mean so um, and it's it's like 11 years now you know so it's um, it's it's crazy but like winning the Europa League's great in that but we want to be the best team in the country just like what you have been doing you know you want to get back to the top of the ladder so do we um, and to 
get themselves into a position where they're trying to go into the Super League, which is just... I don't even want to get into it because it makes me angry, but uh, with the whole the whole um, process, um, the whole project of just making money, you know, it just didn't give a shit about the history of the fans, the the, the Fergusons, the, the Busby Babes, the players mm-hmm. that died for the club. You know what yes. I mean? It's poor that, but I think it's the same up here, but it's very... We, we, we couldn't believe it either. Um, obviously, we are... Yeah. Obviously, there was rumours about the Mass and Celtic Rangers. I can't see that happening, but yeah. we were like, get that to f- f- out of here. Not a chance. Yeah. To be. Some fans are like, I'll get us this and that. I'm like, no, we're a Scottish club. I want to stay here. Obviously, I was talking about it's going down south to Fort Marty, but yeah. I don't want that. We're a Scottish club. We stay in Scotland and we sign to be in Europe. Obviously, income's a different thing. If it's money, then we might go and get money. But for me, I'm like you. I found it very, very poor. Yeah. It was. It was really hard to be honest with you. It like from a fan's point of view, and it, it involved in like the podcasting scene in United. It was difficult. Like nobody wanted to go on shows because it was heartbreaking what was happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're watching Sky Sports News, and these guys were these owners were just trying to sabotage your whole club, mm-hmm. like the, everything that that you stand for and you love and you adore them players and that red kit and they just it didn't matter like it was just like yeah congratulations yeah you won the Champions League um, three times you, you've you've been to these finals you've done this you've done that you've won 20 Premier League titles yeah we don't we don't care about that we just want to make money and it's just like they, they were willing to just forget Manchester United and just use it as a money making machine and the hard thing for, for us was our owners were the ones that were leading it. So, like, do you know what I mean? They were the ones that come up with the idea of making this Super League with Real Madrid's president. And it, uh, on the letter, on all the club's official websites, the Tottenham's, the Liverpool's, the Cities, it was Joel Glazer, our, the guy that owns us. So I was I was embarrassed, honestly. I, I, I said to Lee, he'll tell you, I voice noted him, I said, if they go in this competition... And they go out of the um, the FA Cup and the League Cup, and they don't play in our traditional tournaments to play in this stupid cup. I would have, I would have been, I would have been one looking for a season ticket at where you are. I would, I would have supported Celtic, mate. I would have followed Celtic because it wouldn't have, it wouldn't been there no more. Yeah, like that's not my club. It's like us saying to you, like me saying to you, uh, it's all right, Ryan. Well, we'll just take you out of the Scottish Cups and that. I don't worry about it. I'll give you a few quid. You can go and play Real Madrid on a Tuesday night. The reason why the Champions League is so exciting is because them games don't happen all the time. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and they just had absolutely no care in the world. And to be honest with you, it's it's past 10 o'clock, so I presume I'll be all right swearing now, but they didn't give a fuck about our club. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this is why they're feeling the backlash now. And I've never, ever seen the United fans so determined. I mean, and some of my friends um, from, from the fan channels were at the the uh, protests and to be honest with you and I'll be honest COVID or not I would have been there Ryan if I wasn't in Newcastle mate see if it wasn't COVID and that I would have been there as well with my green and gold scarf on with my pyro and I'd be singing the songs with them Um, I actually had some live videos that my friends were like FaceTiming me when it was all going (laughs) on the songs man like you know but it's uh, it's not nice it's just it's like someone taking your taking your heart out 
you know, yeah. and stamping on it and saying, do you know what? I don't don't really care that you you yeah. you need that heart. I, I don't give a shit. So I think it's going to get worse, mate. To be honest with you, but I don't care how bad it gets. Like for me, I didn't care that the game got called off against Liverpool. Yeah. I knew that was happening, and the sole intention was to get that game called off because. And people don't understand that. They just jumped on the bandwagon of oh, Man United fans are hooligans and that. Yeah, call us whatever you want. But at the end of the day, the people in China and Japan and South Africa, Brazil, Argentina, they're all getting up to watch Man U Liverpool. And all of a sudden, the game's not on. Yeah. Why is it not on? Because the board, the owners have absolutely sabotaged the club and the fans have had enough. Mm-hmm. And they locked the, the players in the Lowry, which... I do feel for the players, but that was what the banner was about. You play when we want you to play. Yeah. You know, um, we love the club. They 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 have no feeling for the club apart from making a few quid. Yeah. And it's it's like it's like someone clipping your mum in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like someone hitting your mum in front of you. What are you going to do? Just stand there? Of course you're not. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's the same thing that a football club goes deep with fans, especially from your fan base. I mean, you're yeah. fanatical fans, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same with us. I, I love my team just as much as you love yours. You know, I'm passionate about them and to see them just ready to run, run my team through the mud. Like our fan base ain't having it no more. And we're going to do everything we possibly can to put heat on them and, and put enough heat on that, media outlets around the world. I mean, I've I seen stuff on Twitter, like the, the Argentinian, like it was on the Argentinian news about stuff like the, what was going on and stuff like that. And it's like, that's great because now other fans will probably look at it and think, nah, do you know what? They're not thugs. They're not hooligans. They're standing yeah. up for what they believe in. Like, And I see some stuff on Twitter from Liverpool fans and Arsenal fans saying we, we, we went too far in that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Years were all applauding that we all stuck together and got this Super League taken down. But after, but when we carry on protesting about the guy that tried to set the Super League up, all of a sudden now we're thugs. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I thought Jamie Carragher was a breath of fresh air about it. Like, don't have a go at the Man United fans. Have a look at the owners, what they're doing. You know, look at the the facts and figures and, yeah. and, and then go from there. But um, it's, it's not nice, mate. And... We'll see what happens in the future. I've obviously I've known that situation, so I've not got a lot to say on it. But I do think that he's well, he's well get it to no happen. I think fan power, any day fans pay the money. Fans, if if this thing is going to happen, if fans don't pay the money, fans don't go. There's going to be near tournament. So the fans, people say fans, fans are the biggest voice in football. Um, it's the same as up here when Celtic fans day chat and day talk and day put banners out. Eventually. They get listened to. Um, so I generally think that he's well get listened to. And I think by the sounds of it, he's a very, 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 very past it to get it stopped. And I think he's well. Because um, I think I agree with you about Neville and Carrigan, but other pundits and media outlets have says they've been spot on. And I think they're back to the whole. And I think they'll continue to back you to the whole. Because um, yeah. owners shouldn't be thinking about money. They should be thinking about, obviously, they want to make money. There's there's making money and then there's totally taking over the, the club. There's making money a few quid here yeah. and there to obviously obviously owners don't take care of clubs for the sake. You want to make some sort of revenue with it. But you want yeah. it's not a it's not a hobby. It's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a job at the end of the day. It's a job that's your job to take care of the club and make sure the clubs run well and make sure the, the clubs run well isn't they going to the Super League. That's 
making more money for you, and that's why the fans are so fucking pissed off. It's like it's the little things you probably wouldn't even realize with obviously not supporting Man United, but like Old Trafford's rusty as out, mate. Like yeah. the, the ground, the ground looks beautiful from the outside with the glass and the shiny statues and that, but you get inside it, there's holes in the roofs and everything, mate. They're not they're not looking after the club, do you know what I mean? And it's their responsibility, they own it. It's like if your boiler goes in your house, you don't just leave it, do you? No, you, fix it. you know what I mean? It's you fix it, you get a hole in your roof, you get someone out to fix it, and 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 then they're not interested. So I could I could do a whole show with you, mate, about what they've done wrong, but um I don't want to bore the listeners because this is a Celtic channel. So but um yeah, it's a it's a it's a mess, mate, and it, it isn't nice to, to have to protest about something, but when it's something that's so close to your heart, yeah, protest as much as you need to, man, you know, like um a difficult one mate real difficult one it's like someone just saying to you so uh do you know what do you know parkhead uh them all great european nights we've had there the barcelona wins the tony watt goals and that uh, we're just gonna leave it mate we're gonna move grounds we're gonna build a new parkhead there'd be riots man i know like it's football's just totally changing in my opinion for the wrong it's been we've talked a lot about other stuff in football but I won't touch on VR because for me it's a, it's a disgrace. It, I should be out of football. Um, football's changing for the worse. I think it's going to get worse. Um, but Jamie, I really appreciate your time, mate. It's been good to know about, about my United. But I, I don't know about my United, so it's good to get your opinions and obviously Celtic and your knowledge about football in general. And again, Jamie, I hope to have you on again soon. And obviously, take care, mate. Keep well, and I'll see you again, mate. Cheers. Yeah, not a problem at all, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Been good to uh, catch up. Cheers, mate. Take care. And you, buddy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.